reached out to probably close to a billion people worldwide. So we are incredibly proud with the way that the program is growing and we really want World Brain Day to be a household name. Fellow Homo sapiens. So this year, on the 22nd of July, 2023, we have the 10th World Brain Day with a focus on brain health and disability. And I am excited to introduce to you the leader and co-chair of World Brain Day, senior neurologist Tisa Veratna from Western Health in Melbourne, Australia. Tori, thank you for having me. Thank you for your amazing work, uh, raising awareness on brain health uh, worldwide uh, in the way that you are capable of uh, and uh, the congratulations uh, for the work so far. Uh, I am a neurologist. Uh, the, you have interviewed neurologists uh, before. We are basically medical folks, uh, physicians uh, who are interested uh, in brain. I became interested in brain uh, since I was uh, a small child in very rural Sri Lanka and I had no idea that I could end up in medical school at that time. But when I had the opportunity, uh, I was uh, pretty determined that is where I would go. And I kept uh, learning about uh, and continue to learn about uh, uh, as a lifelong student, uh, despite uh, people now call me a professor and uh, a senior neurologist. So I am, I am, I am a brain health expert, uh, still continue to learn. So we have the upcoming uh, World Brain Day, um, which is an annual event where we focus on, yes, the brain as a whole, but there's always like a topic, um, a specific topic each year. What is the topic this year? This year's topic is uh, brain health and disability. Brain is such an amazing organ, as you know. And at this point of time, the conditions uh, affecting brain uh, or, or brain health conditions, uh, in particular things like uh, anxiety, depression, headache, uh, and the rest, they actually cost uh, the global economy more than when you put uh, cancer and cardiovascular disorders together. That's a huge amount of cost. Despite that, uh, and the other thing is one in two of us seems to be suffering from a brain disorder, uh, whether we like it or not, like it or not. Uh, say for an example, you suffer from a brain disorder. I suffer from a brain disorder that I know of. We both might be suffering from other brain disorders that we don't know of uh, at this point of time. Things like uh, Parkinson's disease or dementia, because they only manifest uh, several decades later uh, so that doctors can recognize them. Despite this, uh, the awareness uh, on brain and brain health is uh, very low globally. So in 2014, we felt that it is important that we raise awareness uh, and we empower people with uh, these disorders so that we can deal with them better. So we came up with the idea of World Brain Day. We choose uh, 22nd of July. That was the day that uh, World Federation Neurology was established uh, in your beautiful city, London, UK, uh, the, the, at that time. So the, it, it was natural for us to select that day. Since then, every year we would select a topic and advocate on that topic going global with the idea of raising awareness, increasing access, increasing treatment, rehabilitation, etc. This year, uh, all of us felt that we should select brain health and disability. Uh, there is a reason behind that. The, at this point of time, conditions affecting the brain as I said, not only cost economy, they are the leading cause of disability worldwide. And they not only they cost us a lot, they cost a lot of disability. We felt that raising awareness is critically important in reducing disability through timely access to care, treatment, 
rehabilitation in an equitable way right around the world the other side of the story is uh, i think you are going to ask more later on that uh, low to middle income countries or the 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 difficult parts of the world these problems affect more almost 70% of the time uh, so it is timely that uh, we choose this topic uh, and go global on it uh, so we are going to advocate uh, or raise awareness on brain health and and disability wonderful i i i i'm completely behind everything you just said and mentioning um sort of low to middle income countries with the epilepsy specifically it's it's estimated that 80% of cases are actually in low to middle income countries down to a number of things you know say for instance it could be uh lack, lack of funding to support women in um pregnancy and and birth uh, which could cause lack of oxygen to the brain which could cause an, an epilepsy plus multiple other um illnesses or diseases and there also tends to be more stigma generalizing that i am here but or different types of stigma in low to middle income countries as well um what does the organization um do regarding these types of things please the world federation neurology is a global organization and the world federation neurology is working with uh, all other global organizations uh, which we call as global neurological alliance uh, had been the case uh, for well over a decade and uh, the federation world federation neurology is uh, specifically closely working with uh, colleagues uh, in asia and colleagues in Afri- africa and colleagues uh, in uh, latin america and uh, rest of the other parts uh, where attention is needed uh, there are a whole lot of programs uh, and i strongly encourage uh, your viewers uh, to visit our website uh, and look uh, what we have been doing uh, and uh, in particular for epilepsy i think uh, it is important for me to go back to my own past uh, and remind you of uh, an exceptional epidemiological study that was done in sri lanka by my mentor uh, way before i was even becoming interested in medicine and uh, he did this uh, fabulous epilepsy study in late 1970s uh, without having a single grant support uh, the just using a voluntary volunteer organization back in sri lanka and uh, training several hundred uh, volunteers uh, on how to take uh, history in epilepsy and then working with uh, one of his international colleagues uh, uh, the late uh, professor harry mienard if i remember correctly from netherland and getting him to donate an eeg machine that's where i read my first eeg later on as a young doctor also from the same machine and same eeg and then he did uh, the the get these volunteers to do a massive door to door survey of well over 100000 people and classifying them uh, into different subtypes of epilepsy and uh, doing uh, eegs uh, and uh, uh, the, doing a really good uh, the epidemiological study in epilepsy and also addressing stigma uh that is uh, the inherently the 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 engaged and involved uh, globally certainly in uh, low to middle income countries uh, not only that uh, he did a beautiful movie which won uh, the uh, i think gold medal in fact uh, beating england and one of the other rich countries if i remember correctly uh, the the raising awareness uh, and addressing uh, the stigma if i remember correctly the 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 movie name was across the river it was done in a singhalese language but the english translation is across the river idea is the across the river of darkness through 
uh, the, the the lightness and knowledge and and wisdom so the relationship between federation and uh, this kind of work uh, is uh, federation provide a platform for this sort of work uh, we also have a small grant scheme now uh, we are not a super rich organization but uh, the the we still offer a number of grants to do uh, this sort of a study in uh, the the resource limited setting and we also connect uh, people like uh, late professor harry mianadi and my mentor uh, through the the meetings that we host uh, on uh, biannual basis uh, and also the world brain day that we were talking about uh, which we are celebrating 10th year now i believe uh, now we reached out to probably close to a billion people worldwide so we are incredibly proud uh, with the way that uh, the the program is growing and we really want uh, brain health uh, to be a household name and world brain day to be a household name and we put the the brain uh, the where it should be in in global sense disability also uh, the obviously the epilepsy and other neurological disorders uh, contribute to the the disability as the number one cause uh, uh, the the history of disability we can't forget uh, the if you look at uh, eugenic era uh, the, there were there were brilliant uh, neurologists at that time who felt that uh, they should get rid of uh, disabled people as uh, they were regarded as uh, inferior to live in the community and uh, but we come a long way now Uh, we still have some countries uh, regard disability as a charity but the united nations world health organizations uh, all our organizations strongly believe that uh, uh, the access to disability and addressing addressing disability as a basic human right uh, it should not be dependent on charity i think uh, every human being uh, whether they have a brain disorder or not uh, it it's a basic human right for them to be able to live up to the full potential and all these things uh, the can uh, be addressed much better by raising awareness uh, and educating uh, and empowering people uh, so that uh, the, we can continue to live as a successful species uh, uh, in 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 our planet earth i like your language as a, a successful species <laughs> i love it um and do you think it's uh okay i mean something that i try to convey quite a lot to people is that say somebody has a a uh, neurological disorder like say for instance somebody experiences migraine which is can be just absolutely horrific but they often actually have other neurological diseases simultaneously um so say well for instance migraines are more common in people with an epilepsy and vice versa or you know the epilepsy is more common in people who um experience dementia and things like that is that um a message that you think's important for world brain day absolutely i think the the brain disorders are preventable and treatable i do have migraine you have epilepsy of course uh, i am at high risk of epilepsy compared to someone else uh, uh, similarly you are at high risk of having comorbid migraine than someone else but that should not let us have those disorders have us we are here for a short period of time on this planet uh, and uh, the obviously our brain is not a static thing uh, it changes uh, all the time what we are arguing for or what we are advocating for is uh, the giving the full potential for each of our brain to live up to the fullest potential and give our very best uh, so that uh, 
we can continue to support each others uh, and uh, hopefully when our time comes to leave uh, we would leave a much better planet uh, than where we began having contributed uh, to the positive growth of ourselves our families friends uh, villages cities uh, countries regions uh, and eventually the planet earth uh, itself as a one place uh, and uh, we when we talk about brain health uh, we are promoting brain health for all uh, irrespective of the color or the language or the region that they live in so my message is uh, yes uh, the certain uh, the brain disorders uh, increase the risk of having coma with other brain disorders uh, but uh, the, we should not forget uh, that majority of this, these disorders are preventable we have uh, over 100 million strokes at this point of time uh, at least 90% of them could have been prevented we have 50 million uh, the 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 people with epilepsy at this point of time at least 40% of that uh, could have been prevented uh, by reducing childbirth trauma infections uh, the parasitic water. infections uh, the, yeah. the 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 clean water uh, the the etc and uh, out of uh, 50 million dementia cases uh, we we strongly believe that uh, good vascular protection and healthy lifestyle could have prevented uh, at least uh, 40% of uh, them also so that's a message that we should not forget the prevention and then compared to 100 years ago i already told you that uh, the the journey of disability we are talking about uh, some of the super clever neurologists uh, telling us uh, 50 years ago that uh, the certain uh, the the groups of people should not be allowed to live that's a eugenic era and uh, but we come a long way now here i am telling you that uh, the disability is a basic human right uh, and every brain should be given the full potential for it to give its best uh, to themselves and their loved ones uh, and to the community and world at large and uh, the rehabilitation and the technological advances and therapeutic advances i remember when i told my friends uh, as a third year medical student that uh, I, i'm 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 vehemently interested in neurology and i wanted to become a neurologist uh, most of my friends said that you should not do neurology you are too clever for neurology you should do something that you could do useful oh my because, goodness because at that time uh, the, they were partly right because we didn't have too much uh, in therapeutic sense uh, in neurology 30 years ago uh we had only two or three antiepileptic drugs uh, we had hardly anything for multiple sclerosis uh, stroke was not regarded as a treatable disorder at that time there was nothing that uh, we could do for dementia brain health uh, was not a word that we used at that time uh, prevention was not uh, in neurology armamentarium neurologists at that time were well dressed uh, uh, bow tie wearing uh, the flamboyant uh, the clever people who would make a flamboyant diagnosis and walk away without having treatment that's a sort of uh, the era that we lived at that time but today uh, the we do just as uh, any other the, the medical folks do and most of our people our patients are working paying tax uh, and contributing to the society just as uh, anyone else uh, and uh, the, the we, we we bought whole lot of therapeutics uh, to neurological care that we did not have uh, Uh, several decades ago and it is important now to address the equity so the the everyone has access to them and uh, 
raising awareness and talking about them uh, is uh, critically important uh, in this uh, journey. I always tell young medical students uh, and young doctors that uh, this is the most exciting time to be interested in brain health and get into neurology and more and more things uh, would happen. I mean, you are talking about brain. Without our brains, uh, uh, none of these things would exist. Uh, there, there won't be anything, basically, uh, that we enjoy today, if not for human brain, isn't it? Exactly. I think, you know, we are, from what you've just basically well summarised, is that we are at the most exciting time in history when it comes to brain health and the research that is being done and further understandings or recognition of lack of understanding and the work that needs to be done. It's a great time. We definitely need more students to be studying neurology and neuroscience and, and applying those skills and that knowledge and growing upon uh, well, further furthering that knowledge to improve the quality of lives of people affected by neurological diseases, which includes not just people with the diagnosis or potential diagnosis, but actually the rest of the world as well, correct? Uh, absolutely. And uh, the given that uh, one in two of us are potentially having a brain disorder, because we are not uh, single isolated people, we are connected to others, our families, friends, uh, society, it, it almost looked like that everyone is affected. In fact, when it comes to disability, the truth is uh, every single one of us uh, going to be disabled, whether we like it or not, uh, temporary or permanently at some point uh, in our life. So every one of us. So I strongly encourage everybody to visit the World Federation Neurology website, go to World Brain Day site, download our toolbox uh, Post it uh, on your Facebook page, uh, Twitter page, uh, Instagram, or whatever the social media that you use, uh, and talk about it. Uh, and uh, that's how we can uh, promote uh, quality neurology and better brain health for everybody right across the world. As we said before we start recording, we lived in a world where good musicians managed to cut across cultures and societies with their beautiful music without internet, without television, long time ago. Now we have a lot more tools at our hand, like the recording that you do from two sides from the world and still generating useful contents to the world. And for our friends, we have created all what they need, all they need to do is to drop into our website, download them and spread the word uh, and share around. Thank you so much to Tita for working with us globally to improve the lives of people affected by the epilepsies and other neurological and psychiatric conditions. Do check out more about Tisa via the website toryrobinson.com slash epilepsy hyphen sparks hyphen insights and find out more about what you can do for World Brain Day via wfneurology.org slash world hyphen brain hyphen day hyphen 2023. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening.